0: Welcome to another Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. And it's on the back of another win for Wigan Athletic. Just me and Adam this afternoon in the virtual studios. How are you doing, Adam? Old Adam here today,
1: after young Adam uh, stepped off the bench last week and did a mighty fine job.
0: I think he's pulled his hamstring, though, so he's, he, he's out. Crack on. Wigan Athletic 2, Burnt Albion, nil. What a performance and what two cracking goals, Adam. Start off, team selection, I think, first. Bit of a shock up as well, the way we lined up. Three, five, two, basically, weren't it?
1: I thought that's how we might play when the team was named. There were a few permutations, I guess, that we could have played, but that was the most obvious one because we actually had three centre-backs on the pitch, didn't we? Uh, I mean, I did think tilt would come in, but I, I actually thought what more would like sit sit more deep midfield in the nailer role and we'd stay with the four at the back. But I think we've unlocked something there because, for me, uh, McLean is a perfect wing back on the left. And I think Diriqua, he's just more comfortable on that right hand side. You know, I just don't like it when you you're always having to come back inside all the time. It was a bit of a surprise to see what's out
0: on the bench and Kerr coming in uh, in that selection. But it was just just what you're talking there about the midfielder. I thought, as opposed to previous weeks, even when we went down to, to Gillingham, not Gillingham, sorry, Wimbledon. And obviously, we, we put in a good performance and won it. But our midfield looked bolstered yesterday. It looked like with a lot of lot of guys in there. I think King dropped quite deep, didn't he? And it did. It looked a lot. It looked a lot more more packed with with bodies. And I think against, especially against Lincoln, and more especially against MK Dons, we tended to get a little bit overrun through the middle. And I, I, for me, that formation was spot on.
1: I think Keane was allowed to get a bit deeper as well because with Humphreys being up there, they had someone close to White, so Keane didn't have to keep getting right close to White, and he could drop into midfield. Power was playing very deep, wasn't he? Most of the game, you know, he, he was like the conductor, really, wasn't it? And then I think Bale uh, was with the energy, the runner, the uh, playing the the Ian Kilford role. Box to box.
0: Yeah, he had a great game yesterday. Did Tom Bayless, I thought he had a great game. Some lovely touches and some nice passes as well. So the goals start off with the first goal. We'll take the game as it came. You mentioned Durek with whipping the balls in with his right foot. Looks a lot more natural to him to do that, and he can get them early crosses in. Bailey slipped the ball out wide to him. He, he pinged it over. I think one or two thought it was a bit over it. But it was a perfect pass and what a volley from James McLean.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I don't, it wasn't too dissimilar to the, I don't know if you saw the goal later that evening from Ronaldo. Uh, And they were basically talking about that for hours and hours, you know, about how good it was, the technique and world class. You know, it's a really tough skill to do that when it's in the air for so long and to actually control the volley. Beautiful goal. And it was a good build up as well. You know, I, I think even before Bayless played the pass, I think we played a few. Nice little passes out of defence. You know, I think we used those three centre-backs well. You know, they spread out a lot. And you he, he still heard some rumblings from behind, you know, basically saying get it forwards, But you could see what they were doing. They're pulling them around, creating a bit of space. And then, you know, the wing-backs, I thought, were superb yesterday. I think DeRiqua and uh, McLean, you know, just just played really, you know, like wing-backs should, really. You know, hugging that touch line up and down. Great performances.
0: Yeah, it was indeed. And I think that, that was on six minutes, weren't it? That opening goal of James McLean's. we were reaching, in control of the game. They had a, a tiny bit of a flurry, but it didn't create anything. Then there was a challenge on, on Curtis Tilt. I think it's a difficult one, really. I bumped into Tilt in Tesco's on Friday. There is context to this, what I'm saying, that I bumped into him on Friday and he towered over me, and I'm six foot. So he must be six foot five, six foot six. He's a big fella. And that lad caught him right in the middle of his chest with his foot. So it yeah. must have been very high. I don't think it was a deliberate kick through. I don't think he probably didn't see see uh, tilt. It was reckless, weren't it, to have his foot that high. Red card. I would have been disappointed if it had been given against us, but I would have been able to see why it was. So with that in mind, okay. I'm saying yes, red card.
1: I've seen Let's just say that I've seen worse tackles punished by a yellow card, uh, and I've seen those more often than not. And I know it shouldn't matter what time in the game it is, but you do tend to see that if you see one like that, it's probably one of those offenses, isn't it? That if you had a, a hybrid between yellow and red, it would fall into that category. I, I thought it was a bit harsh, to be honest. It, the referees deemed it. Serious foul play, hasn't he? So you know, essentially, that's why he's gone. He's gone for the red, and you knew he was going to do it. You just get that because it's usually you can always see with a ref how quickly they get over there. It's almost, like they, it's almost like they get a bit of extra pace when they go to give a red card. Don't they, they have a little jog on?
0: Yeah, do you think it should be a uh, an orange card or a, an amber card, the one in between? I'm just trying to work out in the head what you mix, uh, you mix the yellow and the red together and what colour you come up with. Amber yeah. will be a good colour, actually, won't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it has been talked about. It's been uh, the IFAB, the rule makers, I've, I've thought about bringing in some sort of simbin. I mean, the, the obvious one for me, which I think would be warrant that type of thing, is where, you, where there's a brilliant attack on You know, you're like breaking three against two and you get pulled, someone pulls you down on halfway line. Now, you can't say it's an obvious goal scoring opportunity, but you could say that you were going to create a very good chance. But everyone always does it because they know they're going to get a yellow for that. So
0: I was wrong as well. When I mentioned six minutes, it was six minutes between the goal and the sending off, not when the goal was scored. The goal was nine, scored in nine nine and, 15, nine and
1: 15, yeah.
0: So I apologise for that, but it's just sprung into my head now. We created quite a few other chances in that half as well. I mean, there was a few near near half-time, weren't there, where we, we broke. And uh, one with Humphreys in particular, he flicked it on with his head and turned the centre-back. Uh, yeah. That was a great chance, and there's a couple of other chances.
1: Power with well. a shot from distance, wasn't it? It was probably a standard save, but it was a good shot.
0: Yeah,
1: Tilted hit a good one, didn't he? As well, that uh, got blocked.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was a warm up for his yeah. uh, <laughs> curtain <laughs> raiser. Curtain raiser for his spectacular 51st minute strike. Uh, what a goal! I mean, uh, again, it's it's one of those pullbacks what Lang does. Where you think? Why has he pulled it back though? No, you know, when Humphries was on the ball, took it to the bar line. Then he's pulled it back towards the edge of the box. Yeah. And Lang does it regular. We scored goals from it and it was the same type of ball. It took my breath away, did it say yours, Adam?
1: I can't believe it, to yeah. be honest. But well, the way he got, he caught it beautiful and it had that little bit of curve on it as well that kind of took it away. And it actually, it's always a good one when it hits the towel because the towel's right in the corner at net, isn't it? And he's, he's actually, it's almost like he was aiming for the towel. And he's absolutely caught it. Bro. Beautiful, beautiful strike, wasn't it? I'm not convinced he's going to get many more like that in his career, to be honest.
0: Well, I've, I've seen one this morning on Twitter from his time at Earl's Owen. And oh, right. he ate one from just inside his own half, uh, which ended up in the back of the net. So, that, um,
1: Oh, well, I've obviously not done my back research. Bro. You have
0: not. It's definitely in his locker. So, come on. Curtis, let's say, have a few more of those before the end of the campaign. Get that leg like, swinging. That's all I'll say. Get that leg like, swinging. Performances overall? It was a tough one. Really. I
1: wouldn't say there was any standout performances because it was a, it was a, a very good performance all round. I mean, obviously, credit to the 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 two defenders who came in I think Kerr looked very good measured I lo- I watched his interview he said he played there a lot on the right hand side of a three so that's good that we've got that in our locker Watmore again was I thought really good at the back credit to all three midfielders I think Keane's you know Keane's touches again and he- he's so cool isn't he you know he always looks like he's got more time than everybody else it's like he's smoking a cigar walking around he's probably not quite he's probably not quite Nick Powell but he's a similar type. If he gets the ball, and he just always seems to hold on to it, and uh, and then find the pass. Wing backs were superb. Uh, Wake again working very hard up top. You know Humphreys. I think he, he. You know he's still. I don't think he's probably at the levels where we thought we might. He might get to. But he. You know he did some good things yesterday, and then really good to see the return of Asgard, uh, which for me I think was. You know, a couple of uh, he hit a beautiful shot as well, didn't he?
0: (laughs) Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, he he had two. Yeah, quite similar. Uh, One nearly killed in at the far post. I'm really glad
1: that he's back. I I think, I think he might start next week in the cup. He's just got he's got something a bit different to everyone, and and very trusting as well from uh, William Richardson to throw him on in there in the center of midfield. (laughs) I I couldn't believe we finished the game with. With power, bearless, and uh, no, not, sorry, sorry, power out of and keen in
0: midfield. Oh, hey.
1: <laughs> it's a bit attacking, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was indeed. And the possession buzzed quite a bit of that out 72% possession with 24 shots to Burton's three a domination, though. 12 fouls that we committed, they committed nine, we had two bookings, they had one, and of course. We had a red card. The crowd was up a little bit yesterday as well. It was a nice attendance, 9,020, 300, just 300 traveling up uh, from Burton. So that was a, again, Adam, it's around that, just over 8,500, what you talked about quite regular. Yeah. Or I talk about you talking about it quite regular. Yeah. one of the I think, other.
1: I, I think I mentioned it six weeks ago.
0: Yeah, and no, I never <laughs> let yeah. it drop, do I? Yeah. Well. But, but it let is it. a good oh. call it's a good call and that's
1: where Uh, we're at. Yeah. Well, it's a shame, I mean, if you think about it really, it's a shame, isn't it, that we're not getting those away followings um, because, you know, we would pretty much be around about the 10,000 mark, wouldn't we, if we'd, uh, there's a lot of sides who are just not bringing many. We've obviously lost, was it it two games got cancelled for international at home, was it? Or, I, I know we've played a few Tuesday matches at home anyway, so maybe just the one, maybe just the Lincoln, but we also seem to have Come out of the fixture calculator having lots of Tuesday games at home, so that that impacts, doesn't it, on away followings as well? So, we've still got a few good ones to come though, haven't we? Yeah, you know, big ones like Sunderland and Bolton, you know, who'll bring a decent, decent Hip switch. switch. Yeah, there's, a, there's a few, so I, I don't think we'll be that far away from sort of a maybe the end of the season, sort of a, a nine, nine and a half average. Which for me, well, is yeah,
0: easy. what about this for last game of the season? This could be a bumper crowd. Could decide the champions, Plymouth Argyle at Wigan Athletic.
1: They would definitely travel if they were in with a chance.
0: Man of the Match has voted for on both Facebook and Twitter on Progress with Unity Twitter feed and Facebook page. Congratulations James McLean on the Man of the Match award for yesterday's game.
1: Are we having a, on Wednesday, Barry, so we have an update where we're up to with, who uh, has got the most Man of the Matches so far.
0: I think they've been spread out pretty pretty evenly, aren't they? I know this is McLean's second, so he's yeah, definitely ne- got two. Naira's ne- had a couple, has he? Uh, he's definitely had one. Off top of my head, apart from James McLean, I can't think of anybody else who's had more than one, because they have been spread out. I mean, Will Keane's yeah. been up there, is uh, at it, Charlie Wyke, Max Power. They do get spread out. No, I'll have a look through the record books and see who is leading the pack at this moment in time, because we're a third of the way through the season.
1: Indeed, and obviously we get a uh, rare uh, catch-up games, aren't we, coming up.
0: It was lovely to see Roberto back in town, as ever. The gentleman posed for, for lots of photographs with all the supporters who were really willing to have the photographs taken with them and desperate to, uh, to, to get our picture with. The manager of the current best side in the world, the world's number one team. Are they still number one?
1: Well, I don't know if they might have lost it because of the Nations League defeat. I don't, I'm not sure whether Brazil went back up there, but... The, they're definitely top three anyway.
0: So it's lovely to see him. Great photograph taken by Bernard Platt of Roberto and Dave Whelan. If you've not seen that, check out Bernard Platt's Twitter feed. It's on there. Just a lovely warm photograph. On to Tuesday evening. Trip up the M6, then M55. And then a long road from the 55. Off to Fleetwood. Referee for the game is Ross Joyce from Cleveland. He's refed the Lattics four times previously. They've all been at the Dieselview Stadium. He had two last season, one nil defeat to Peterborough at the early part of the season, and then the goal draw with Ipswich towards the end of the season. So far, this campaign has had 10 games, it's issued 40 L's, two reds, and awarded two penalties. That's Ooh. Ross Joyce, your referee for Tuesday.
1: So in terms of the previous, uh, again, very much like Burton, not played them uh, many times in the league. Uh, We've played them uh, seven times in total. So that's six occasions in the league uh, and one in the League Cup, which was the first game back last season. And I'll come to that in a moment because there's a little bit of a link there. Uh, We've won four, lost one and made two draws. So that means we haven't lost in the league to Fleetwood Town. Uh, the first meeting came in September 2015, which was a 2-1 win at the DW. I seem to recall Jordan Flores scored the goal, or one of the goals that day. And I think probably the most famous one would be the the one that sealed promotion under Paul Cook in 2018, the uh, the, the, the 4-1 win. But going back to that uh, game that I just mentioned in the Cup, uh, I think Joe Garner got a brace for us that day. And he scored yesterday for Fleetwood in in the match against uh Wickham. And they've also got Anthony Pilkington who um you know did good job for us. Uh just, just blighted by injuries wasn't he during his uh, during his time. Um I think you're gonna talk a bit about the recent form are you Barry? Cod Army's form?
0: Yeah the Cod Army form just to pull you up on something that you mentioned though you're usually spot on with everything but it was 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. It was, was yeah probably, it was three one we've won 3-1 and 4-0 away though haven't we
1: yes that's very true Ap- yeah. apologies to i gave fleetwood a goal that they didn't
0: <laughs> be can't be doing that and it did that day sealed promotion to the championship yes it did no they're not having the best of, of times this season they've got Simon Garner in as manager but they currently sit in 22nd spot in the relegation zones of the last five games they drew the last one, three defeats and just one win in those last five. So they're going through a bit of a sticky patch at the moment. Yeah. They've two garners playing for them, one of them is Joe, and he was on the bench on Saturday, came off and scored the goal. And they've a guy called Martin up front. Now, if it's uh, if that's another Latic link and it's Neil Morton, well, he's gonna be cracking on a bit, isn't he? <laughs>
1: Fifty-eight, yeah, I think. I, I just want to pick you up on something there, Barry. I know you're normally uh, normally right, but you did say the manager of Fleetwood. You've got Garner on the brain. You said it was Simon Garner.
0: Simon Grayson, the... yes, yeah. Yes, Simon you. Garner
1: was the 1980s, uh, eighties nineteen <laughs> nineties striker for Blackburn Rovers. To I think he I think he's their record goal scorer. Also, renowned for smoking fifty a day, apparently
0: as well. <laughs> yes, you're correct. You're correct on on both things. Yeah, record goal scorer and fifty a day. I believe. He was a good one, though, him, weren't he? He was a good player, that lad, Simon Garner. The,
1: the yeah. guy who replaced him wasn't that good, though, that Alan Shearer. I think Mike Newell replaced Newell, him. Yeah. Newell, yeah. might have played with Garner, and they had David Speedy. As well, and right? they had
0: Gallagher as well.
1: Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the Blackburn Rovers podcast.
0: How <laughs> uh, do you see the team selection going, Adam? Do you think we'll, uh, do you think anybody will be fit enough to come back, or will we be looking at the same sort of team?
1: Uh, I'd make one change, personally, from that
0: side. I think
1: I would Bring Lang back and take Humphreys out. That's the that's the only change I would make.
0: I thought Steve Humphreys had a good game yesterday. He didn't
1: have a bad game, but I, I think Lang's one of our best players, and you just I think you've got you've got to play your best players for me, you know, as much as you can. You know, he's fresh as well after missing that game, and you know Humphreys will Humphries will play a good role this season. I think you'll I think you will see the best of him after. After Christmas, but for me, Lang has been one of our best players this season. He, he he's got to play, and I, I don't. I wouldn't make any other changes. I'd probably keep the same formation, you know, because it, it it worked really well on Saturday. And if it's not broke, don't fix it.
0: The bookies see it as twelve to five for an own win for Fleetwood, eighty-eight to thirty-five. That's a strange odd <laughs> uh, for the draw, and for a Latics win. 23 to 18. <laughs> oh, we're so we're slight like favourites, aren't we, though? Seeing as we've won our last five away, I think we'd, we'd be firm favourites and they're in the runner form they are. The only downside is it's a Tuesday night, but those Tuesday night defeats have come a, a tower place, haven't they, not on the road?
1: Yes, that's right. I mean, the um, going back to yesterday's game, they obviously showed a lot of good character for Eatwood yesterday, um, you know, and scoring three goals against Wickham, who we were you know, a pretty good side defensively. We can't take it for granted, can we? It's not, it's not a gimme. I don't think there's no gimmies at this level, is there?
0: As we find out. Absolutely. Yeah. Another Tuesday, we uh, another three points to put us top of the league. Let's hope this time we can cross that little hurdle and get there. As far as predictions go, I'm with you, really. I can see Lang coming back in. I think he will, you know, make that change. And with Humphreys, probably midfield same, back three. I think we'll win... 2-0.
1: Look forward to seeing Lang in that role just just off Charlie White. I think that's really suit him. That role, I mean, he's done really well wide for us this season. He's a good footballer who can play anywhere, but I think he'll add a little bit of a dimension to us playing in that in that role. I know you always said he reminded you a bit of Nick Powell, and th- that's kind of the ideal Nick Powell position, isn't it? Just behind the striker. So yeah, with that in mind, I think I actually can see us getting a relatively comfortable win here. I I just think we're so suited to playing away from home. I'm going to go for 3-1 because they scored three on Saturday, so they must have some goals in them. Usually, Garner uh, Garner or Pilkington will score, won't they? They they usually like getting goals against us, don't they? (laughs) Yeah,
0: they'd love Nothing better than getting one over on us, yeah. Before we finish all together today, I'd just like to wish Will and Paige Jones a safe journey home. I think they've been minor celebrities. They've been the posh and becks of, of Wigan over the past couple of weeks. has yeah. been lovely to meet them. I think we've everybody's met them. They're like royalty, aren't they? American royalty coming over. And uh, they've promised to come back pretty soon as well. So it's been lovely meeting you both. And a uh, safe journey home. And hope to see you soon
1: just just a quick one as well uh i noticed that uh i think there's been uh something's come out of the uh the cupboard that hasn't been out since the owen coil days i don't know if you noticed it at uh, the brilliant community trust and supporters club the table tennis tables back james mclean must must have been thinking to himself oh god when i was signed under owen coil i thought that table tennis table had gone for good but it was wheeled out but Credit to uh, obviously great great work of the Community Trust, and obviously, based on that money that we put in to save the club from the supporters' club. Uh, but it was good to see Liam Richardson and max power having a bit of a knock with the uh, with the table tennis so uh, yeah good 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 to see that spirit really and uh, you know they're all they're all turning up aren't they for these types of events which is uh, you know a good sign that the club's all together yeah while we're wishing people well i wish my mum uh, happy happy birthday on on halloween but i won't make any halloween jokes just in case she decides to uh, listen to the podcast this week <sighs>
0: Yeah, happy birthday, Mrs. P. I hope you have a cracking uh, evening with Adam. I know he's taking you out. Champagne, I've been told. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what transpires. So it's Fleetwood for us on Tuesday. Off on the supporters club coach again. Six quid. What value? You can't beat it. We're all absolutely buzzing. Looking forward to the trip. Bring it on. Come on.